What up, caffeine? Yo! We are here for uh, the recap of episode 19. We're calling that one royally F star C K apostrophe D. Yeah, so that's the name of this one. Um, we go ahead and try to get Campbell on the on the. We line. start the Not session. Again. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we go ahead and start uh, the session fighting a, a large uh, dragon. So how about thing. we? How about we? Uh, let's start with your with you, Blake. Like, why? So we we didn't ask that question at the end of last episode. Mm-hmm. Or last coffee break. Yes. That's probably the most pressing question. Why shoot the arrows? I don't think I'm gonna get them, guys. What was going through? We're just <laughs> we're ignoring you because shocker. <laughs> I don't think we're you have to try it on a co- every coffee break. He's not here. You kind of have to. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a thing. I'm we gonna do. call him during the podcast, even if he's sitting right here. Yeah. <laughs> <to> ignore. Why? <laughs> why did Blake shoot the arrows at the dragon that was attacking his friends? Um, yeah. Let's go with. The dragon was attacking his friends. And it was let's scary let's rephrase that. Why moment. did Blake shoot this creature? Yep. Um, that was when a, it was attacking your in, friends who were in an impenetrable, impenetrable. Tiny hut. <laughs> yes, the I safest mean, individuals in that scenario. I don't know if Blake has ever been explained that fact that the dome is impenetrable. First time. The first time first that time we went Basil in it. Ever Basil. Made it, he explained He's it. He's like, yeah, nothing can come in, but like, I've never, also never seen a dragon like this, and he was just swinging his heart out. Um, there was some other stuff that went into why Blake shot it, but I don't think that's important, so. It's definitely important. Um, you should lay it out in detail yeah. right now. Yeah, why? Calvin was asking a lot of mechanical stuff about how to attack it from the inside of the dome, so I thought, okay, that's what we're doing in the moment we're going to attack this thing. But I was outside the dome, so I could do that. Right. So that's why I, that was that also led to the. So that led to Blake making, or that led to Derek making the decision. But that's not why Blake would have done it, because Blake wouldn't have heard that. Well, I would have. Blake was would have trying to distract the thing from his friends. That's why I think he would it have comes done down it. to Derek likes to have fun, and this kind of stuff is fun. Yeah, if I can that's fight true. a dragon, like why would I not fight it? But yeah, in the Creature. moment. That that's Derek. Derek likes to have fun fighting a creature thing. Yes, but Blake would have been thinking he was helping his friends who were under attack, and that's also why he sleeps in a tree um, outside I've of the dome. I've never prepped for a battle more than I did that one, ever. Never studied a spell more than I've studied Tiny Hut. Oh, mm-hmm. all of us, frick. Yeah. Uh, for all of us going into that, we were never memorized a monster stat block more than I did for that one. Hmm. Yeah. Never had to think through multiple. If Blake does this, then this creature does this. If Blake doesn't do this, if he rolls, if he passes this, if he fails this. And to that, I say you're welcome. Because oh. it was a really fun week. So it was a fun week. Lots of conversations. There were a couple key questions that we had to answer that week. Couple of um, about it, the tiny does hut. Tiny hut have a floor. Uh, did, was was Blake with us when he cast it? Oh man, that was the huge. first one. Yes, because if he wasn't, he couldn't get in. I'll just say the answer. What the does the tiny hut have the floor? Yes. Can can you? Are you just answering what we decided? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> can you shoot out of the tiny hut? Yes. Um, just not magic. If whatever can, whatever's in the tiny hut can get correct. 
expelled out of the tiny hut. Correct. Correct. It can so also come back in. For the listener, too, what was, I really appreciated was Derek, who obviously has the highest vested interest in this in this decision making um you actually went back to episode 12 when you guys first met basil mm-hmm. and there's this one line at the very end of the episode where he thomas is like as playing basil he's like all right guys come here i'm gonna cast tiny hut like mm-hmm. you just say it really quick but i think what that did for me as a dm is it gave me a lot of comfort in saying okay based on what you know basil did for the first time kind of sets a precedent and a trend for how Basil would approach casting Tiny Hut. Um, also, the decision was, um, what is the opposite or the inverse here? Um, if we say Blake isn't in it, that means that every time you guys cast this stupid thing, we have to say who's in and who's out. And when would you ever say someone's out, right? And then lastly, what's the heart behind Tiny Hut? It is to give everybody a safe haven for a long rest. So all three of those together gave me the like comfort without being biased because obviously I don't want to see Blake die. But to say, yeah, Blake would have been there. Like, Basil would have called him over, as you guys always do. Fucking cash your stupid hut so I can go climb in a tree and sleep much now. Yeah. So one of the things that was brought up that, you know, just for the listener, is the initially during the episode, if you remember, there was a question of can you, can you hit out of the tiny hut or shoot out of the tiny hut? There was a... a People said no, uh, because the initial thought in the session is that that would be too OP. It is, yeah. Um, but the thing that we talked about before is that that is only circumstantial. It, we just happen to have the tiny hut up when something attacked us. If we get into battle, it is not reasonable to put up the tiny hut because it takes a minute if you're using a spell slot. And, and then it takes 10 minutes if 11. you do it ritually. Oh, eleven, yeah, it's 11. Right? It adds eleven. Yeah, so it's not really something that we could use if we get into battle, unless the only situations are if we're like well prepped, like we know something's coming. I think we the only could time you it. could explain for us, it, quote unquote, well prepped doesn't work. No, I think the only time you could quote unquote exploit the spell is if you guys know you're doing so. Like there was actually a moment where you guys did something which, oh, it was in Fen's house. Uh, the guys in the basement, remember? And the we plan was to, to to draw them mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. It's the only time you guys, I, as far as I can remember, had a battle where you were like, let's not go to them, let's make them come to us. Yeah. So then that sort of situation, you could say like, cast the hut, yeah, draw them out. We should have done that. That would have been great. Well, you didn't have Basil at the time. Oh, that's right. We had Berg. Mm. And we shoved him in a dumbwaiter. So <coughs> as a rabbit. As a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also not super OP because your our spellcasters can't really do anything. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. It limits yeah. that. Like I didn't. I didn't even let you guys cast light out there. Mm-mm. Yeah. Erdo had to leave the hut to cast it and then come back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you guys were frightened. That was a whole thing. I had to like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I had to like figure out how are we going to play that. Um, what's mm-hmm. the deal with being frightened? What does it mean to technically move closer? My what I decided was, uh, Blake was forty squares away from the creature, and while you were frightened, you couldn't end. At least for that first one, you couldn't end forty within forty mm-hmm. squares of it, or like thirty-five mm-hmm. or less. We were also blind for a little bit because I shot. You I were, think I yeah. shot Kaladin. 
There's well, it was dark. You, were, yeah. you can't see because it's You dark. end up Erdo. in Erdo. Couldn't see. Shot me right in the butt. Right in the butt. Another thing I really love about Foundry is like the realism of, of like lighting, you know. I thought something was broken. I was like, why is my screen not working? Yeah. No. Other, yeah, other people's screens have stuff. They had this. My, my, you my just, computer must be off. You're like, I can't see anything, so I'm going to scream every turn of mine. <laughs> yep. I'm just going to yell. <laughs> Frightened. But I, I love it because that's what led you to getting the goggles of night because you were like, you know, when you have like a piece of paper or even something like, um, a, you know, Astral didn't give me the ability to say like, this is what Which players can, can can't see. see yeah. um, man, I just, I think like lighting and like angles <clears throat> and stuff like that are so huge. And then to be honest to that, you know, like mm -hmm. I can't. And then Foundry does something really cool too, where you keep fog of war. So if like there's a building and you start here, right at the north side, and you go down to the south side, you can still like your map remembers what was there. But if an enemy goes over there, you don't see the token. Mm -hmm. So super dynamic, and as far as like keeping your memory of what was over there, even though you don't see it, and it's you know dim or whatever, uh, but you don't see movement or yeah. I just, I love that so much. That thing was stupid powerful though. None of us hit it, right? Uh, no, you guys put hit it a couple I times. Think you, yeah, we so kept talking about punch. the bar underneath it. Yeah, see, Fet, bar Fet underneath did it? like the sneak attack a couple times. Uh, see how much that forty damage did. I think you spent some but superiority. I, I had to do precision, precision. die mm -hmm. just to hit it, mm -hmm. like even on good rolls. Mm -hmm. That's the cool thing about precision die is you can decide to use it after your roll. So if you roll low, you don't have to waste it. If you know this probably isn't going to hit if I add a die to it. Even if I got the best roll and I get an eight, it's not going to do anything. That was a fun, that was a fun, very intense oh, battle. That was a. Uh... Yeah. So the outcome. Oh, gosh. You lose your arm. You doesn't, your... does not lose his arm. He, he breaks his arm. His arm, yeah, his is, arm is mangled. Broken. His arm is broken and mangled. I need a you guys bit. to go back and listen to that session. And my arm would have fallen off in that dragon's mouth, mm. the way he described it. But it didn't. But it, but it, it didn't. But it didn't. It was dangling. It was. So broken. when I was in when I'm I was in eighth grade, I lived in Daytona, and I was learning how to do backflips off of a swing. Like you go up, uh, and at the top you just kind of throw your legs back mm -hmm. over your head, and you mm -hmm. like land on the whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, there was this um, girl in the apartment complex. I didn't really like her. I don't know why I did this, but I just thought I'm gonna go like higher than normal and like really impress her. And so I was like, hey, so-and-so, you know, watch this. And so I go really high in the swing, and I do a backflip, and I over-rotate, and I caught myself with my hands. Like, I landed kind of on my butt and cradled my fall. And I was like, oh. So I get up and out, and I go to point at something. And my uh, the top of my arm comes up, and the bottom of my arm just stays hanging down. And it was a clean break. Right double, and I double grabbed elbow. my wrist. Oh, God. So that's how my arm broke. And so when I'm thinking of Blake, hmm? that was like what I wanted was like, you got the top of your arm, but there is a clean break on your bones. Uh, and you could you could move it. It's, you know, some nerves are, uh, you know, broken. Mm -hmm. Arm is going numb. But you could logically stick it in a swing. Well, I mean, look, a my, sling. Hand, my arm's fine. Swing, You're healed. You stick can stick it in a swing. Put some magic Set to it. it. So okay. Also, I want to give a shout out. We can get the you, arm. You landed on your arm after falling off a swing. You described this as Blake's going to argue with you. He lines you up in his molars, and he's got his two teeth pushing down, and he just bites down. The reason I did it is because 
Um, I loved it. I love everything I, about it. I did too. Um, Giffy Glyph is a um, he's kind of like a D and D creator. He he writes a lot of like augmented material uh, resources for D and D. Um, he I think fair to say he's most famous for his um, augmented rules to Five E called uh, Darker Dungeons. Um, and so the whole idea is everything gets far more real and far more challenging. Everything gets really you know so it, you don't have like a weight. Um, limit for your inventory you have literal like this many spots in your backpack this many spots on your belt this many pockets you know you can fit two large items on your backpack you know seven medium and this many small it's really cool it's very intense you know like keeping up with it you gotta make sure that everything is very you know uh, on the dot so um so everything's harder everything's far more real but the um like a grace that he kind of gives and i interviewed him in my other podcast investigation check uh he has this thing called um fate points which i think a character gets a couple fate points in a, an entire campaign which if you die which you're more likely to in his game you can spend a fate point to come back and not lose your character but you take you get like mortally wounded there's like a permanent kind of uh, mark on your character for that very near death experience and so we had never talked about that. That wasn't a thing. But I wanted to take the spirit of that concept. Like Blake did something. He made a decision that was extremely risky, chancy, reckless, dangerous, whatever. Um, and if you come out alive, you will not come out unscarred. I want there to be like a, a lasting uh, effect. So I, I did the research and it's six to eight weeks for a bone to heal. And mm -hmm. I just decided I'll kind of go about. So in our game. Eldenfell has doesn't have a week as a 10 day so I figure we'll go and there's four 10 days in a month so we'll say four 10 days 40 days um, your arm is broken and you're healing over that time so m the original idea was you get your arm broken and you'll be at disadvantage for quite a while just the month of midnight it would have been fine yeah but instead uh, uh. instead you ripped the arm off Erdo did. with Erdo's help. Yeah. Erdo technically Freaking did, Erdo did it. <laughs> yeah, with, with your oh, my, my cleric. Let's just with your direction. It opens and the door for a lot of. Give, give him a call. Let's get. Let's let's see why. Yeah, I'll, no. I'll call another call. Oh, Please I don't. Got it. Uh, <laughs> Didn't we? We already tried this episode. We, we've tried. Yeah, we've, we've tried. tried this episode. I didn't sign any anything saying that uh, I can only do it once an yeah. episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, you call him. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. And Kaladin is Kaladin thought that was the very dumb decision oh for sure i mean um, absolutely I love it. and by the end of that episode uh was very like started kaladin started listing the things that blake had done the last few episodes really um bad mm -hmm. decisions mm -hmm. those are piling up blake's not, bad decisions blake's decision to have uh i think i pressed in the realism off, of it is a terrible decision for like power or like you know um it's a terrible decision for the dice mm -hmm. but it's a fun decision for the story yeah the also only thing i wish we could go back bones. and redo i guess two things one i wish i had known you were doing it so that way i wouldn't talk over it because i was like wait wait do you know there's other options wait 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 you know yeah um the other thing is i wish that you had like played up getting your arm ripped off and cauterized because i think in the session you're like yeah. Uh, it, he's like I cauterize and, and you're like okay Blake ow um, well guys I have one arm and in my head I'm thinking Blake would be like 
screaming. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, this we should like, blow my pain level. This would be yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, no, I, other than I that, love I love that you did it. I think it's like a really fun story. I also think that part How of many this hit points did you have? Is like at the end of left? that? Like six, I think. Left. Six. So I, I wonder, like, should he have taken extra damage? When? Ripping uh, his arm off and cauterizing it. Oh. Yes. Uh, he probably should have rolled point, for extra damage. Well, at that point, I had already healed him. Basil had touched his non-broken arm and cast mm. Cure Wounds. And then I think, and I mean, Erda was right there. So even if it would have put him out, he could have just healed him. So. Yeah, if we want realism, we probably should have hurt him more than that. But If we want realism, I'll I'll spend the next uh, oh, however many days realism, Dark Blake would have died. No, can you just, you can be real for him and be <laughs> D&D for but us. But this is, I think I was telling Derek as we were debriefing later that day, like, you guys are playing a long campaign. Like we're in, you know, as far as I know, we're we're trying to get to level twenty, um, and so this is going to be years. You know, if we're all still in Tampa and able to keep playing, and I think the trick to playing a character that long is is like really good character development, so you don't get bored. And so I think like these kind of things, although this might have been more on the like more extreme side, it's still I think in the same category of like how to continue to play the same because if you think about blake back in ionori you know shooting arugula off of the owlbear games you know obstacle course very different character than who we have now you know and i Mm -hmm. I just think that's fun like i think that'll that'll help you keep playing blake uh into the i'm good with it until until our next battle when blake now has to in order to do any damage be in melee and now is taking damage we also have consistently we also have to discuss technically you're using like your other arm i I don't think he gets i don't think he gets bonus on his there's nothing written in there about that technically technically there's not there's nothing in there rules is written there's nothing about off hands yeah but you guys, two come up weapon, whatever you want to come up with. Two weapon fighting doesn't Blake apply. Blake has one arm, weapons. and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And now I can show my bones to anybody that wants to know that I can track down Praxis. So. <laughs> you just can't fight Praxis, but mm-hmm. you could track mm-hmm. them down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could find them. That's true. Yeah. You can but definitely find them. if they're in a them. tree, it's going to be rough to get up there. That's true. Cool. Ah. Figure it out. <laughs> I, do think, I do think it's... Um, we'll have to figure out how to play, like... There's there's a dichotomy here, and maybe it's a it's like competing, where there's this friend, and then like Kaladin and Blake are friends, but also Kaladin currently sees some of the decisions that Blake made as detrimental to like the safety of the party, both ripping his arm off, shooting the arrows, um, calling Onyx. Um, the way that you did that like those are all like gosh. really bad strategic decisions um and so that we'll what, have to what f- happened what happened with onyx oh he called him and then s- told him where we are and where we're going like, hey i lost my arm you have on any way, way of getting was, something bad yeah. on our way to west Lahine. uh blah, 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 blah. and then Which, onyx is like yeah by the way i think until the by the way I don't know that Blake was out of line because Onyx had expressed wanting to do business with you guys, wanting you guys to be a part of his trade routes. Um, he said, if you want the rank, you can be a Yezer. Um, totally. But, but that, that was, was all- before we destroyed his main persons. We like recap. He wouldn't have reached out to us anyway, knowing that we had the sending stone. Like, hey, do you know anything about Nor Lawrence place getting blown up? Maybe, maybe not. 
So there's some. Yeah, I don't well, think so. There's that. We've got to figure that out. Yes. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Onyx is interesting. We'll see what happens. We'll play to the realism of the arm and damage. We'll play to the realism of the relationships, too. Man, Ooh. lots of shade. I just ooh, got my arm ripped off. That's all good. Usually you're the one throwing shade. Yeah. That's true. So true. I think you can handle it. <laughs> sure. I'm good uh, with it, man. I feel great. What, there's something else that happened this session that I'm trying to remember. Uh, we like got to we West got to Westline. Westline and the song. Uh, I feel like something. Oh, the song. The song. That's it. That's it. Song. Kaladin the can song. be a bard if he wants to. That's it. Mm-hmm. He can be a bard if he wants to. He can leave his fighter behind. Yeah, there's a song. <laughs> we sing a song. That was awesome. It was a good yeah, song. Yeah, it was fun. Catchy. It's really good. About a dad and his three daughters. Mm-hmm. Hot. <laughs> yeah, so we'll to take a level of bard. I don't know. I I think I want the the next level for fighter gives me a feat or ability score, and I wanted to max out either max out my decks or take a new feat. So I might do that first, and then keep role playing. Because the other thing that I had talked to you about is uh, we've already role played Erdo and I have already role played this like. You know, Kaladin sees Erdo as like a mentor, mm-hmm. spiritual advisor. Mm-hmm. So there is already this role play happening between Kaladin and Erdo and learning from Erdo. His is faith based, though. Like you have to make a pledge to hit like you. His you have. Yeah, you have to be. Um, yeah. His bards are um, learned magic and then clerics are you know faith so you have to like pledge your life and it's it's what happened with otker remember he gave his life or he like pledged his life to uh to the aramisian order and then started becoming a cleric so technically blake didn't kill two beastarian foundation people he You're killed right. one <laughs> aramistian right. and one. which is par for the course for blake he yeah. just kind of returned to his old ways mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. <sighs> I don't know why you guys travel with this guy. <laughs> it's a fantastic question. <laughs> He's a fan favorite. <laughs> sounds sounds pretty pretty awful. I love him. Um, the uh, Erdo finally so shared just to be his... clear though, you can become a cleric at any point you want, but yeah. Kaladin needs to say, "You need to the... come to the cross, kneel before, kneel at the altar." Does it have to be to that God? You have to say the ABC Sinner's Prayer yes. to Aramisian. Um, I mean, you can, you can give your life to any other deity that will have you warlock or the three's teaching. You could probably investigate that. We'll keep it open. You know, (laughs) there's there's probably some stuff in in, the, yeah, the underground place where they had those people that wanted to have the contract, those monks that we first walked in. Oh yeah. The girls with the pledge thing at Onyx's thing. Onyx's the joining the secret kind of like cultish thing. Uh, Probably comes with some spells. Let me look. (laughs) 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 Probably comes with some spells. Yeah, the bard thing's really interesting, though, uh, because it means um, it could mean that uh, there's more duets in the future with uh, these two guys over here. That could be fun. I'll probably I'll probably have you teach me a stringed instrument over the next few sessions. That's good because I can't actually play a stringed instrument. You played it um, on that song. I sure did. 
in the Basil podcast. did. Thomas can't. Yeah. <laughs> Basil did. Thomas can't. Josh can. Calvin <laughs> <Allen> can't. <laughs> Just uh, trading skills here. The uh, Erdo finally shared his book. Well, his notes of his book, which. I, Basil felt super weird about. He was like, "Why don't you just give me the actual book so I can draw my own conclusions?" Because you but can't read Celestial. What a way! It's a hard book, leap. Was that book in Celestial? I thought the his other book it's was in not, Celestial. His he the holy it. book was in Celestial, not the yeah what he wrote not what he Celestial. was reading. Oh, the original was common. I could have I read. He translated it to comment for yeah, him. It would have been common. No. Oh. No, the person who wrote it, which I can get that for you in just a second. And yeah. the year it was written. It was, that was an odd, I think that's something that Basil will press more into as far as just asking questions about that. But he's interested because he wants to learn how to, I don't know, get, he, I think one of the things that Basil's Benjamin realizing. Dither. Benjamin Dither. Mm. Written in 957. One of the things that Basil. What year is it right now? Oh God, 1256. About to be 1257. What's Basil realizing? (laughs) That when he tries to talk about something, you guys just jump in and talk over. Yep. (laughs) That's all right. No, the. So I was. I was one. Was Basil's magic sucks, (laughs) and he wants to get better at magic. So. There you go. As soon as you get to Ariston, man, there's there's a whole world of possibilities. That's true. We can all become magic people. Technically, all of you have the opportunity to multi-class in wizard once you get to Ariston. It just takes. Yeah, a that certain, requires intelligence. So Basil's going to try to find like a sorcerer or something. But I'm doing that. Go for it. I'm going to be a wizard. En- enroll in the syndicate. <laughs> That'll cause more drama between Blake and Kaladin. And there already is. I like it. Take well, a couple now, classes. now that Blake you can't can take a, um, use a bow, he must well enroll in the time syndicate. to do whatever you want. Go to a Blake. boot camp. Mm-hmm. Go to a spellcasting boot camp, like a weekend intensive. Mm-hmm. Learn a couple cantrips. I like it. Definitely an option. You guys just need some downtime in Ariston, and there's a lot of there's a lot of I wish um, opportunities. Gosh. I always wanted when we got to Wesselheim for it not to be destroyed and to take a to do what's that thing? It's called a like a when you take two weeks downtime. It's sabbatical. downtime. That's what it's called. Downtime. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, taking downtime. Sabbatical. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Take a sabbatical. And Scott's here, by the way. Everyone. I don't know what he's doing though. He wasn't on the episode. He was on this one. I was on that one. Oh, you are on. Yeah. He was on the. It's the previous two that you. Hits. He's just checking Carson his uh, email the, or something. Uh, he's working right now. Are you working? Yeah, you got yeah. sneak attacks. I was in the that dragon's sucks. mouth. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for being there. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> oh my god! I know how you. Stand up in the bed. I know how your sneak attack works. You're like, I know what I. Got. I need. I gotta be in this melee. I gotta be. <laughs> yeah. I'll be out. Um, I'm pumped up about Ariston. That'll be a lot of fun. We still have to do Westland. Yeah. So so Just Basil. He tried to. He tried to get us to change because his parents are now. Headed to Ariston, and They're he's dead. like, "Fuck, um, <laughs> shit." Well, Ariston's not. So calling. I wanted to tell you um, when you and I had a phone call where we were talking about Basil, like back in December or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember pacing around my house. I was out front of my house, and um, and you told me 
uh, you were like, hey, when the the when we take a long rest or oh, I think what it was is we had just met Basil or something like that. We I were just talking. cast Tiny Hut and I'm yeah, cast and you were sending. like, hey, when we start the next session, I'm gonna send ca- uh, I'm gonna cast sending to my mom, and I'm gonna tell her I'm an Airston as if it's this lie that I've kept up for this long. And I said on the phone, I said, oh my god, wouldn't it be funny if I was like, ah, never mind. I have an idea for for this later. And I've been waiting and waiting and waiting oh. and waiting. Uh, and I was like, this is the time. Uh, this, this, this is the time. Hold up. With all those tiny hut rules, you'd have to leave the hut to cast sending. No, that's not true. You can cast sending from inside the hut? Yeah. Oh. Mm, nope. It's magic. No, you hey, can't. Technically, no. We'll just say you popped your head out. Like you're well, holding a phone up trying to get signal. You just pop your... Pretty sure you can't. You, you pop can't. your you pop your ear out. No, you you pucker your lips and you just kind of you go. It's not something that is like it's it's like a telepathic thing. It's not something that's like shot out or sent so out. Would be, so would be um. Any yeah, I mean, magic. but like, let's say somebody tried to cast command or something like that from in the tiny hut to somebody outside the tiny hut. I wouldn't let them do it. Well, yeah, because that's an attack. No, command is like. Of like a verbal thing I tell you to do, or like suggestion. So they would like, have to. Roll, I suggest you leave this area and don't bother us in this hut, which would cause them to roll something. But sending it's but just I it I shows up in your go, mind. I wouldn't let it go outside of the hut. I like the I'm not googling you tiny hut anymore. Your, <laughs> what would you say? I said I'm not googling tiny hut anymore. I'm not gonna find this one out. I, I just think no magic can go out of yeah, a tiny like hut. That. I like that as a rule. You can cast it within it. But if you want to cast magic, that's target is outside. You of the can hut. message in the hut. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, at that point, I would just cast message, not sending. Um, sure. Or you just talk to the person. Or you just talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> <Nope. laughs> it's like an it's like a feedback or something. It's like oh. you're talking, but you hear him in your head and in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I could, I could ritually cast it as much as I want. So I just left. I did the, think... hut, the hut dropped. Sucks to suck for the sleeping people. Sucks to um, suck. Cast ending. Gosh, people. Uh, um, I did think the way you played uh, his mom talking was hilarious. Like them using too many words. Like yeah. not thinking about the 25 word limit or Thanks. whatever it is. Hearing from Basil's dad was fun too. Yeah. Switching to the dad. Because mom's blowing. I just it. figured they wouldn't know <laughs> magic. They wouldn't know how all that works, and you know, like they're just simple cabbage farmers. Like you know, I, I, I would equate it for like you know some like I don't know Midwest farmer who just isn't really into like technology or city life or you know they're still has a different like accent. A if you want the Midwest phone or something, cabbage like farmer giving them an iPhone, they're like I, you know just somebody who doesn't know that technology. They just kind of be lost a little bit, you know. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, "That wasn't a Midwest accent." Sure it. was. <laughs> Depends on what part of the Midwest. Either southern. I guess it's southern. Southwest Midwest. Midwest. South, yeah, that's like that is. <laughs> if, if I don't know what Midwest y'all are going to. If but. Oklahoma, or, Michigan. I mean, you talk I'm, with your nose like this a little bit. I'm Michigan. from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Never been to Michigan, so Wisconsin. Wisconsin's Michigan, definitely Wisconsin. not. Is Minnesota. Wisconsin is there Midwest? Yeah. That's, yes. that's north. Yeah, no, that's Midwest. No, no. Big time, that's big north. time Badger country, bro. Illinois, Iowa. No, no, no one talks like that in any of those 
places. Yeah, because it's north. No, it's that's not. That's the it's, Midwest. It's, it's, if you, it, I think the central part of everything starts in like New York and the New England area. So you're like Midwest of that. If it was purchased with the Louisiana Purchase, it's the Midwest. I made that up. That's <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't think so, but I like where he's going with this. He feels confident. Yeah. The Midwest is definitely like Ohio, Michigan, yep. Wisconsin, up that way. Yeah, I, I grew up in South Bend, Indiana. That's Indiana. Midwest. Yeah. But you can you can keep talking like this for Midwest if you what want. You, you should got? go up to a Midwesterner and be like, "I talk just like you." I sound just like you. I sound like your family. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, he's like Texas, Oklahoma flow. Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little inspiration for Onyx too. I like the S mm. when McConaughey's molasses. Talks real breathies. I already told Anthony that before even we met Onyx that that was that's the voice for my next character. I had already I already decided. And that's episode nineteen, guys. Enjoy. Have fun. We're not done. No, Westline. Oh shoot, we're still on this. Okay. Just give you guys like a little like intro or whatever, but still there's some stuff happening. All the buildings. Yeah, we got the bonfire. We got the horse dying. All the and the upside down crowns and uh, crowns. One of the uh, what statues was broken. All three of the statues. All three were of broken. the statues were broken. The That's tower was, was fallen. The 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 bell tower or whatever it was. Um, and then the the castle has part of it crumbled, but the part that matters to me is still. It seems to be from a distance intact. There's a big-ass bonfire happening. Yep, the bonfire. So we'll have to figure out what's going on with that. And I think it's probably on the way to the castle, so we'll have to figure out what our game plan is as we go into the city. Yeah, we should probably not encounter, like, anything. Well, possible. yeah, we should definitely <laughs> try to hide as you much as we can. know what I can do with one arm? We don't know yet. <laughs> no. Nope. Pass without a trace. So fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, I can make no us arms. stealthy as fuck. Doesn't matter. One arm for that. Yep, one week from today, right now, we're into us on. Well, that was the episode, episode 19. Royally effed. Royally effed. Until next time. <laughs>